and welcome to episode 11 of the NFL Chat Table. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing an overview of the AFC. Which teams got into the playoffs? Which teams got kicked out? Which teams had no chance to make it by week two of the regular season? All that and more to come in today's episode. All right, let's just go ahead and dive right on in, starting with the AFC playoff bracket. So this year, the NFL, uh, they upgraded their um, playoff bracket to now seven teams get in. So that means that there's only one first round by, and that's only the number one seed. So that means two and seven, three and six, and four and five face off. So that being said, the number seven seed was the Pittsburgh Steelers with a 9-7-1 record. So this year, in the regular season, the Steelers' offense was kind of touch and go. They were losing or tying to some pretty terrible teams, but then they were coming back and they were beating some great teams. They just were okay. And their okayness just happened to get them into the playoffs. So, I mean, I guess they're happy with what they've got. Their quarterback is Big Ben, who's re- who's old and who is retiring after this year. Their running back is Najee Harris, who is incredible. Incredible. He will be one of the best running backs after he gets some more experience and some more muscles, I guess. I guess you could say. Just some more experience, some more coaching, some more pro training to get him ready to be one of those guys like Derrick Henry is, like Nick Chubb is, just powerful, run you through, but still able to get the speed down. I think he got, he's got most of it, but he still needs some help. Their wide receivers are Deontay Johnson, who struggled with some drops, but other than that, he's pretty consistent. Chase Claypool, who's on and off, and then their other guys are Ray McLeod and Juju Smith-Schuster, who are... But, and then they've got, sorry, and then they've got their tight end, who's Pat Fryermuth, and I think he's solid. He's a solid guy. So, their offense has been okay this year. I think it could have been better. I think that if they hadn't lost Big Ben to some injuries, they may, they may have had a 10-7-1, record. I think they could have won a few more games, but... You know, they didn't, but they're still in, so whatever. Um, Their defense is what really gets me going. I love watching their defense play. Up front, they've got Cameron Hayward, who is a very big and powerful defensive tackle. And then they've got TJ Watt, who's a very, very good rusher. He led the league in sacks this year. I mean, last he led the league in sacks last year, too. He had 15 sacks last year. Guess how many sacks he had this year? 22 and a half, and he missed some games. What the heck? This guy is literally the best rusher in the NFL. No one can top him. I don't know if there's ever been a better rusher except for, like, the refrigerator back in 1985. Best Bears player in the world, except for, like, Walter Payton, in my opinion. But their secondary is kind of crap. I mean, they've got Mika Fitzpatrick, yeah, but they don't have any quarterbacks. And, I mean, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers just tear them apart piece by piece. 
there's nothing they can do to stop them. I mean, here's the thing. Even quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, who can't actually throw that well but can run like heck, tears them apart because he's run the option style. That team can't keep up. The only guy that can keep up with a quarterback like that is TJ Watt. But put a passer in that can throw deep and throw accurately, that will absolutely destroy your team. If the Steelers had played the Patriots, the Patriots would have tore them apart because of Mac Jones' quick release time and because of his quick decisiveness. That's what that's how the Patriots work, and the Steelers would have lost to that. But they managed to get into the playoffs, and I guess I'm happy for them. Eh. I mean, they're going to get torn apart by the Chiefs like they did in the regular season, but who cares? They got into the playoffs. Woohoo. All right, for the number six seed, we have the New England Patriots. They're 10 and 7. Okay, okay. They, at one point in the year, in this year, though, they were at the number one seed, dominating their conference, dominating their division, and leading their conference. And then they got to be down by the Colts. Then they got to be down by the Bills. And they just kind of shut down. They still made it into the playoffs, but they just kind of shut down. So their offense is good, okay? They have some solid running backs in Damian Harris and Rahamdre Stevenson. I think Rahamdre Stevenson has definitely shown up as a rookie. Definitely shown up as a rookie. He had a great preseason, and then he just wasn't played, wasn't played. Then he got the game when Damian Harris was injured. He started as the running back, and he he had two touchdowns. I mean, he did well. He's a fast running back. He's a reliable running back, and he did well. So they're a pretty good offense. I think they could, they could have some better wide receivers. They've got a great offensive line, as they always do. I mean, Mac Jones basically went from Alabama, who uh, had a pretty dang good offensive line, um, some great players on offense and defense, but mostly defense-centered, and just won, he won the national championship undefeated, you know, the whole thing. But th- And then he goes over to the Patriots, who are definitely more defense-centered, have a pretty dang good offensive line, and have some great offensive weapons. Only problem is, is that he didn't have as many great offensive weapons as he did in Alabama. And also, he was playing way more experienced secondaries. So that's why they fell to 10-7 to this year. But then on the flip side, when you look at their defense, I mean, their defense this year started out incredible. And then, like their offense, just kind of shut down. They couldn't really do anything else. I mean, Devin McCourtney was their safety. I mean, he's their veteran safety. He's one of their best players. Stephon Gilmore, he started out strong. He got traded to the Panthers. He's gone. Well, that gives an opportunity for other really good cornerback, J.C. Jackson. Yay! And he did really well for a, a bunch of games. And now he's just he just shut down at the end of the season. They fell to six. They fell to ten and seven because. They couldn't do anything because teams figured out how to beat them. They weren't ready for Mac Jones and the aggressive defense, but then they figured it out. So now teams have it down, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, the Patriots are going to be facing the Bills for the third time this year. It is going to be a blowout. I mean, sorry, not a blowout. It's going to be a very close game. I think the Patriots are going to try and dominate 
on defense, but they're not going to do that much. And the Bills are going to try and dominate on defense, but they're going to not do that much. So we'll see how that game pans out. I think it could go either way, honestly. I would love to see the Bills, but who knows? All right, at the number five seed, we have the Las Vegas Raiders, who got in because of a terrible play by Los Angeles Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, but I'll get to that later. Number They got in at number five with a 10-7 record. So, I mean, I've got to give them some respect. They don't have many weapons at all. I mean, Derek Carr, okay, he's okay. He's, eh. He's a solid quarterback. He's like Kirk Cousins. He's made himself into the franchise guy. He's just not Patrick Mahomes. So they've got Josh Jacobs, who's pretty solid at running back. He's powerful. He can do pretty well in open space. On um, At the beginning of this year, they had Henry Ruggs, who was doing really well for them. And then Henry Ruggs decided to get drunk, drive 150-some miles on an interstate, and killed some lady and her dog. So, he got cut. So now their number one weapon was a kind of slow, more hands guy. Henry, um, not Henry Ruggs, sorry, Hunter Winfro. And he did pretty good for the remainder of the season. He was solid for them. He helped them get into the playoffs. They had Darren Waller for a lot of it, but he got injured for some. He came back for, like, I think he's back for the playoffs, but... Darren Waller is, he's a really good tight end. He is one of the best tight ends in the league. They just need to get the ball to him more. I mean, if teams double cover Darren Waller, that leaves mostly everyone else in single coverage. So get it to Hunter Renfro or Zay Jones or some of your other playmakers. But their offense is good. Their defense is kind of terrible. They've got Max Crosby, who got named to his first Pro Bowl this year. And... I mean, I got to give him credit for it. He did. He's a really good rusher. But their secondary is really terrible. Just, just terrible. I mean, I get it. They beat the Chargers, but come on, man. Really? That wasn't because the, that wasn't because the Chargers played bad on offense. That was because the Raiders beat out the Chargers on offense. The Raiders had a better offense than the Chargers did, even though the Chargers, you think, would have way more weapons. One of the best running backs in the league, two, some of the best wide receivers, one of the best quarterbacks. You know, you think through all of that, you think the Chargers have the upper hand, but the Raiders kind of came out of nowhere and hit them from their blind side. So that's why the Raiders are in at 10-7. and seven. All right, number four is the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 10-7. With their incredible, incredible rookie, Jamar Chase, who had one of the best, he had one of the best games of his life. I mean, college or NFL, but still, one of the best games of his life in Week 17 against the Chiefs, who at that time were the number one seed. They were like the number five or six seed. Guess what? They came, they beat out the Chiefs, allowing for the number one seed allowing for the number two seed at the time to bump up to the number one seed. And, you know, I'll get to that later. But their offense, they've got Joe Burrow, who's really solid. He's a great quarterback. He's going to he's gonna get to one of those great, really awesome superstar quarterbacks. They've already got a superstar in Jamar Chase. I mean, he's great. But here's the thing. You try and double cover Jamar Chase, guess what's going to happen? 
Joe Burrow is such a good quarterback that he doesn't lock in on just Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Both those guys are also really good. So you've got those two. And then you've got the threat of Joe Mixon. He had the best season of his life this year. He is a great running back. I mean, he is powerful. He can run around you and through you. And guess what? He can catch too, which means that you've got like five different offensive weapons that you have to look out for, which means that you can't do much on defense. There are only a few defenses that can keep up with that, and that's the Rams defense last year, the Bucks defense, the Packers defense, and, you know, the maybe the Bills or the Titans defense too. I mean, that's only a few teams, and right now they're playing in the AFC, which means that there are only like two, which is the Bills and the Titans. I don't know what's going to happen. I th- In this matchup right here, Bengals-Raiders, the four and the five, I think it could go either way. I think that the Bengals are going to be more prepared for the Raiders, so I think they might have the upper hand with their incredible rookie and their incredible running back and quarterback and other wide receivers. You know, it's just really if their defense can play as well as their offense has been. So this game could go either way, just like the Bills-Patriots game could go either way. I feel like that this Bengals-Raiders game is going to be a fun game, and I'm definitely going to watch it. So, that being said, speak of the devil, the Bills, number three seed, coming out and winning their division. They're playing the Patriots, like I said, for the third time this year. They finished with 11-6, and their team is just simply incredible. Starting out with their quarterback. There is few teams that have a better quarterback than Josh Allen. That is as versatile as this man. He's 6'5", 6'6", 250-some. He's a big quarterback, and he can move like Kyler Murray. I mean, he's not as much of a juke-you-out kind of guy. He's going to run through you before he tries to run around you. But he's still good. He can still run. But guess what? He's also got a cannon for an arm. And he also pairs up with his fellow teammate and best friend, Stefan Diggs, who's an incredible wide receiver. I mean, those two combined right there are great. But then add in Mr. Emmanuel Sanders over here, who just, he got traded to the um to the Bills from the Saints. And boom, just like a match, he immediately... He immediately established a connection with Josh Allen. They connected for a lot of touchdowns this year, almost as almost as many as Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen did. But that's really because teams will double covering Stephon Diggs, giving all of their attention to Stephon Diggs. That left Emmanuel Sanders kind of wide open in the end zone a lot. You've also got Gabriel Davis and some other wide receivers that are really good. But then you get down to the tight end. I mean, if all of the teams are focused, if all the teams, other teams that they're playing are focused, are Sorry, if all the other team is focusing on is the wide receivers, then he's going to get Dawson Knox, who's been a super reliable tight end. Josh Allen goes boom, 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 boom through his progressions really quickly. And then to cap it all off, they've still got Devin Singletary, who at the end of this year made a statement saying, I am still good. He finished pretty strong, and I think he's going to carry that momentum in towards the Patriots game, and maybe even if they play the um, the Chiefs, which I think is more likely to happen than the, than the Bengals or the Raiders. So, 
Like I said, the Bill Patriots game is going to be fun to watch, and I'm going to watch it. I think that one's going to be really solid. It's going to be a battle between offenses, I think. All right, the number two seed. I kind of talked about them already, but now I'm going to dive deep into them. The Kansas City Chiefs. Two years ago, they won the Super Bowl. Last year, they got to the Super Bowl, and they kind of flatlined. And this year, they're hoping to get a three-peat. Get it to the Super Bowl three times in a row. Hopefully, this time, they'll make it, right? Yeah, I don't think so. They've got to make it past the other number one seed, who I'm going to talk about in a second, because they're one of my favorite teams, and I want to devote a lot of time to them. The Chiefs, obviously, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, come on. Duh. And then you've got Tyree Kill, who, if you double cover him, he's still able to get around you because he's fast. But it's really a question of if he can get his hands on the ball enough. Then you've got to deal with Travis Kelsey. I mean, you can't double cover Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey because then guess what happens? There's McCole Hardman or Byron Pringle that get open. Patrick Mahomes finds them. There's not much that you could do against this Chiefs team. Bengals won, so you just got to try. You got to do your best. Find out the Chiefs' weak points, weakest point and attack that. That is the game, needs to be the game plan for any team that's playing the Chiefs. So, Chiefs, definitely a one-sided offense. Very pass-centered. I mean, they run some. They run some. The Clyde Edwards-Alaire is okay. But they're very a, a very pass-centered offense. And then on defense, I mean, they've, they've, got some, they've got some players. They've got Chris Jones in the middle, who's on and off this year. They've got the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew. Strong safety, who, I don't know. I mean... I feel like he'll be okay this year. I feel like he I feel like he'll be okay in the postseason. I think that teams are gonna more throw away from him, take advantage of his aggressiveness against the run, and start throwing things over his head. But it's really a question. Do you take advantage of this Chiefs defense and try to score as many points as they do on offense and hope for some defensive stops on your part? That's what you need to beat this Chiefs team. Steelers aren't gonna do it. I think the only teams that can do it is either the Bills, the Titans, or the Bengals. It's going to be close. I don't know what's going to happen, but Chiefs are going on to the divisional round. They're going to play probably the Bills. Unless the Bills lose, then they'll play the whichever team went to the Bengals-Raiders game. But I'm not going to watch the Chiefs-Steelers game because that's going to be a blowout on the Chiefs' part. If it gets close in the fourth quarter, I may turn it on, but I doubt it. So, that leads us to the number one seed in the AFC. Right here. Without their number one player, Derrick Henry, out for nine games? He only played for eight games. Eight games. Or had 900-some yards. Only played for eight games didn't have him for nine they still managed to get the number one seed with 12 and 5 record that yeah that that's right i'm talking about one of my favorite teams the tennessee titans and no joke right here the only reason they got into here was because of their incredible defense Start because of mike frable their incredible defense brian Tannehill, and a little assist from the Bengals in beating the chiefs they're going to get Derrick Henry back for the postseason. They did not play him in the Houston game because Houston's terrible, and they had a locked-in playoff spot. 
They still won against, the, against Houston. They'll have Derrick Henry for the divisional round, which it gives him extra time to heal. So he'll be ready to rumble against probably the whoever wins the Bengals-Raiders game. Or, you know, I don't have to get into all of that. You get it. So, they won without Derrick Henry on their roster for nine games. They won without Julio Jones and A.J. Brown being on their roster for some of their games. They won games without A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry on their roster. Which means, who did they have at wide receiver? Almost nobody. Guess who carried them to the win? Ryan Tannehill. My man, Ryan Tannehill. And I gotta give credit to the defense, too. The defense was the only reason they beat the Rams. Because the Rams were dominant until Matthew Stafford threw two picks and a pick six. And one one of those being a pick six. I mean, they're incredible safety, Kevin Byard. Incredible. He got named to the Pro Bowl this year. They Up front, they've got Harold Landry, who's a great linebacker. They've got... Jeffrey Simmons, who's a great rusher. They've got Jackrabbit Jenkins in the secondary. They've got some solid players, man. Solid players. And that's why their defense helped get them into the number one seat. Ryan Tannehill on offense and their defense just in general is the reason that they're in the number one seed. And with Derrick Henry back, they're going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. They are going to literally go to the Super Bowl if they continue this, this momentum, this incredible defense, this powerful, powerful offense with Derrick Henry. Best part about this, Derrick Henry back, teams are going to start stacking the box, which means that Ryan Tannehill is going to get some of those throws off to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, guess what? They're back for the playoffs too, which means you got to cover A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and still try and stop Derrick Henry. How are you going to do that? Well, we'll see. But I think this Titans team is going to the playoffs, and I think they have a chance to win it. I think this Titans team has a legitimate chance to be the best team of the NFL this year. Let's find out. All right, that's it for the playoff bracket, but we've still got some t- the – that we still got some teams that didn't make it. I'm going to start with the Chargers because I am very PO'd about this. Chargers would have gotten in with a tie. Literally, if they faced off against the Raiders, both teams literally could have taken a knee for the entire thing and won it. Well, they fought it out. They played as hard as they could uh, all the way into overtime. Both teams scored a field goal. It was down to the last second. Raiders looked like they were going for a knee in the game. Both teams get in. Yay. And then Brandon Staley, the idiot, called a timeout. What the heck were you thinking, Brandon Staley? I mean, he got knocked out uh, because of that. He called a timeout to try and force the Raiders to punt so that he could get the ball back and he and he could try and drive and win it. Maybe he just wanted the ball in his hands so he can control whether or not they want it. Maybe. Maybe he just wanted the ball in his hands to win it. I don't know. But either way, it it probably influenced the Raiders' decision to get the first down and then kick a field goal to win it. There's not much... There's not many things that anger me more than a coach being stupid to try and win a game and then losing it because of his actions to try and win it. But that's why they lost. 
even though they've got Justin Herbert, he was like ranked second as as a quarterback this year, which is huge for only a second year guy. He's a great quarterback. Austin Eckler was tied for first place in total touchdowns this year with 20. Wow. He had 12 rushing, 8 receiving. He's a great guy. He had 4 in one game. I mean, great, great running back. Then you've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are both incredible. And then you've got Jalen Guyton, who's got pretty good hands, too. Their offense is great. Then you look on the flip side on defense. Derwin James, he was out for some of the games, but he was still good. Joey Bosa, they've got a great team. They just don't know how to use it correctly. That's why they got knocked out of the playoffs. Next team was the Colts that did not make it in. They got beat by the Jaguars. <laughs> so, that's got to be terrible for them because they needed a win to get into the playoffs. But, either way, you know, they still have the best running back in the league. I mean, Jonathan Taylor had 20 total touchdowns like Austin Eckler. They were tied for first place. Jonathan Taylor also, this year, logged the fastest time doing anything for a touchdown. He had like 22.12 miles per hour rushing for a 67-yard touchdown against the New England Patriots to seal the win. Wow. I mean, that is really fast. You look at guys that are like Tyreek Hill. He ran, what, 420-some? I don't know. 40-mile dash? I mean, he hasn't logged numbers like this. Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> He's an incredible running back. Incredible running back. He is underrated. He was underrated at the beginning of this year. Last year, rookie, you know, shared snaps with Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack got injured. Jonathan Taylor took over. Jonathan Taylor lit up the house. Top rookie rusher. Yay. He is incredible. But that's not the reason they lost. They lost because of Carson Wentz. They lost because they don't really have many wide receivers. And they've got a kind of terrible quarterback. Now, their offensive line and their defense are both great. But don't really have a solid quarterback. I mean, they just just to give you an example, this knocked out of the playoff team led the league in pro bowlers selected with, I think, like six or seven. Wow. How do you get out because of that? One reason. Carson Wentz is terrible. That's why. No one should have to be saddled with the Carson Wentz crap head. They need to go out and they need to try and get a quarterback that's good. They they get a quarterback that's good, they may have a chance for the number one seed next year. Next up is the Ravens. Now they I get it, they didn't have Lamar Jackson for a lot of their games, and they got embarrassed by and they got embarrassed by the Bengals twice. First time that the Bengals won their division in like forever. But the Ravens, I mean, they just got embarrassed this year. Started out great. Beat the Chiefs. Yeah, we're on a roll. Last second, beat the Colts. Yeah, and then they stalled. Lamar Jackson got injured. Some some of their best players got injured. And they lost. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Browns. They lost some pretty terrible games. And that's why, that's why they lost their division. 
That's why they didn't get into the playoffs. Next up is the Browns. The Browns, I mean, here's the thing. The Browns don't have any wide receivers. Baker Mayfield would be so much better if he had some solid wide receivers. You think, oh man, OBJ, but he's so good. No, he's not. He's terrible. There's a reason that they cut him. I mean, besides the fact that he's an idiot, but there's a reason that they cut him. There's a reason that Baker Mayfield wouldn't throw to him. Because people were never covering him, and he couldn't do anything. Now, at the Rams, I mean, OBJ went off. But that's because he had Matthew Stafford, and he was playing on a team with Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, the whole deal. He was like the number four wide receiver, and of course he was catching touchdowns. He was in single coverage. When he played on the Browns, he was in double or triple coverage because they knew that Baker Mayfield couldn't really throw to anyone else. And then you've got their running back, Nick Chubb. He is great. I mean, people stack the box to stop him because they know that Baker Mayfield can't really throw because he doesn't have any weapons. So you stop Nick Chubb, you kind of stop their offense. That's the reason they didn't get in. But then their defense, Miles Garrett, he started out this year strong. He had 16 sacks this year. But he can't single-handedly take the Browns to the playoffs just because he's sacking a QB. So, Browns didn't make it. Ravens didn't make it. Chargers didn't make it. There are still five other teams that didn't make it. The Texans, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Broncos. All of them had similar problems. And that is... Zero offense. The Texans didn't have a QB. Deshaun Watson, you know, his legal stuff that I'm not going to get into. That's the reason why they don't have, they didn't have an offense. Also because they don't really have any wide receivers because their head coach was an idiot and decided to trade away DeAndre Hopkins. They also didn't have J.J. Watts this year, so their defense was kind of crap. Their team was just terrible. And yet they weren't able, they weren't, um, the the worst team in the NFL. You know why? Because that was the Jaguars. The Jaguars, in two consecutive years, had two consecutive one, number one picks. Trevor Lawrence was their number one. Well, you think that Trevor Lawrence is a bust? Well, guess what? It was not Trevor Lawrence that was a bust. It was the offense that was a bust. It was the coach that was a bust. And it was the defense that was a bust. I mean, their best player on offense, besides Trevor Lawrence, was James Robinson. I mean... James Robinson is, he's a good running back. He was undrafted last year. He came and basically just blew everyone away with how good he was. Trevor Lawrence this year, he just doesn't have many weapons besides James Robinson. I mean, their number one, their number one wide receivers were DJ Chark before he got injured. And then after he got injured, it was Marvin Jones and LaVashka Schittle. Not much you can do there. Their defense just wasn't solid enough to get them into the playoffs. Their defense wasn't solid enough to get them out of the worst team in the NFL spot. Their team just wasn't good, and to cap it all off, their coach was terrible. Urban Meyer was terrible. He never should have been hired into the NFL. He did some terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. Then there's the Dolphins, whose offense was eh. Their defense was Eh, which made them a eh, team. Their best player on either side was Jalen Waddle, who really shone. I mean, on a terrible offense, he managed to do some great stuff. I think you got to give him credit for that. Then there's the Jets, who they had some 
they had some pretty good rookies this year. Zach Wilson was okay. Elijah Moore, he did pretty dang well. Corey Davis, he took over for Corey Davis after Corey Davis got injured. Uh, and then there's Michael Carter, who was injured for a lot of the season, but still managed to do well. And then there's just the Broncos. I mean, I got to feel so sad for them. They've got a pretty dang good offense with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Noah Fant. There's some great guys. Guess what they don't have? A quarterback. They don't have a quarterback that can play. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater started out. He started out okay. And then he got a, a few concussions. Then he start, his production started dipping. And, I mean, eventually in the last game of the season, Drew Locke had to take over. He had two rushing touchdowns, and he's not a runner. I mean, this team, I feel like, because of their, because of some of their great rookies like Patrick Sertan, and you know their def because of their defense and their running backs, I felt like they could have gotten in. But you can't win just with defenses and running backs. They were like top three in scoring defense this year. And they were close to the top in rushing offense. I mean, they were an okay team. Not good enough to get into the playoffs, though. And that is it for the this episode about the regular season's overview of the AFC. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on the NFL Chat Table.